Welcome to the Freedom Sessions, a podcast with just one aim, to get people thinking and questioning. How? Well, hopefully we'll put out some points of view that will stimulate discussion and debate. Anything to help us break free of dumb in all of its forms and many manifestations. I'm Lee Parkinson and this is episode 11. This episode is slightly different because it's going to be a little bit of a wrap-up and summary of the first 10 episodes and an intro into what is going to come next. Firstly, thanks to all of you who've come along with me on this journey so far. And it has been several weeks since episode 10 came out and in that time life and work just got in the way. Added to that, after a year of relative freedom here in New Zealand, Delta came knocking, and so we've been in lockdown again for the last few weeks. In other news, I'm honoured to say that the Freedom Sessions has been nominated in the Best New Podcast category of the New Zealand Podcast Awards. Nominations close, and judging begins after the 10th of September. Anyway, the first 10 episodes of the Freedom Sessions were all loosely related to critical thinking and why it's never been more important to think for ourselves. We took a few detours along the way, but whether I was talking about conspiracy theories, the dangers of charisma, or even subjective truth, it all led back to the idea that we need some tools to navigate our way through the noise so we can think clearly and think critically in our search for answers. So to wrap up the first 10 episodes and improve upon our critical thinking in everyday life, here are some steps you may want to follow. Firstly, number one, check the source. Is it just fake news? Whether it's a problem that needs solving or information you've come across in your social media feed, begin the critical thinking process by checking the source of the initial information you've received. Don't be swayed by the charisma or charm of the initiator. Point two, gather but withhold judgment. Look for more information on the issue. It's useful to start by looking for information that strongly opposes that which you've already heard or read. This helps you by providing a continuum for the issue, going from one extreme at the far left to the other at the extreme right. And remember, if there's a conspiracy theory at one end of the spectrum, it's highly likely there's going to be a counter theory at the other. So fill in the gaps along this continuum with the other information as you come across it. Be empathetic and try to look at each side of the issue in turn, as if you are in their shoes, and make sure to actively challenge your own beliefs. Step 3. Explore and evaluate. Resist the urge to lean towards that information which merely supports your own worldview. Instead, assess which information sources are usually reliable Determine any biases held by the author or person communicating the issue. And to assist with bias checking, look at the words being used, because words matter. Check your own biases. Ask yourself, did my own biases influence the information I'm processing? And then look for any hard evidence. Look for facts rather than 
subjectively stated truths. Step 4. Signal versus noise. Decide what information and views are relevant to your issue, the signal, and keep them. Put aside the others because they're just noise. Step 5. So now what are your conclusions? Because now is the time to develop them. And it is quite normal to hold more than one possible conclusion at this stage. Objectively evaluate each of these. Look at them from your own point of view. Try and look at them again empathetically. Be honest with yourself about any holes in your argument. And once you've done that, you can move into step six, where you can feel confident that if required, you can make your case and explain your conclusions. Now, if this exercise was for a business issue that your organisation is facing, then you'd be expected to clearly communicate your conclusions to the relevant parties. However, critical thinking skills are just as essential to our day-to-day -day lives. When we see, hear or read some supposed news, rumour or other information on social media, or have been told of it from a friend or family member, don't just hit, like or share. Don't just believe what's been said. Instead, pause, think and evaluate before responding. Now, all of that's good as far as it goes, but it is only part of a longer, wider model that goes from thinking critically to deciding to do something, which is decision-making, and finally acting upon that and doing something, and that's behaviour. After chatting with a few friends and colleagues, it seems to make sense that the first 10 episodes can be wrapped up now as season one of the Freedom Sessions, all about critical thinking. And this episode, number 11, serves to end that and introduce the first episode of season two, which will have a focus on decision-making. Because surely better thinking should lead to better conclusions and better decision-making, right? Yeah, but if only it was that easy in practice. What we'll be covering in the next eight, ten, maybe more episodes of the Freedom Sessions is going to be decision-making. And now I'm just going to introduce what we want to talk about over the next episodes. So we're going to cast a wider net over decision-making, from decisions that have led to tragic outcomes and the factors that influence those decisions, many of which seem unbelievably stupid with the benefit of 2020 hindsight. We'll discuss our rational approach to decision-making and how, in most cases, we don't even know why we behaved in the way that we did, but how quickly we become the masters of back-rationalisation and justification, especially if challenged. We'll look at why some of the models of cognitive behavioural approach – think, feel, do – and need states – needs, wants and desires – aren't as tidy and linear or even circular as often shown but how they can be hacked to make them fit for a different purpose, to actually help change what we think, to help change our behaviour, 
to actually manipulate us in some time, in some cases. And by dipping into the science behind decision-making and how biases and cognitive heuristics control what we actually do, we will see how this relatively new understanding is being increasingly used by governments, marketers and advertisers to nudge us to behave in more desirable ways. And we can explore some of the ethical considerations and complications of using behavioural economics and nudging to get people to do what we may want them to do. So, that's it until next time. Thank you for listening to The Freedom Sessions. Our mission is simple, to provoke debate, awaken critical thinking, and to help people break free of dumb in all of its many forms. I'm Lee Parkinson, and until next time, keep safe, healthy, happy and well.